Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. I don't know where to start. I keep saying I don't know where I start. But I thank you guys for the prayers. I want to say thank you for all the saints, to all the saints that have been praying and been praying for us, Uh, my wife and I. um, I want to thank the pastors here, the elders that are here. I want to thank them for holding down the fort. And if I could be honest, which I'm going to be honest all day, I'm just going to tell you, if God decided in his, um, what is it, preeminence, is that the word I'm looking for? His sovereignty. If he seemed fit to call me home, that I could still see, look, that the Building Christian Fellowship would still keep going on. This church doesn't rely upon me or my wife. This is God's church. I need you to understand that. Yes, if I would have gone on to be with with God in glory, my wife would have had to mourn and everything else. But guess what? It doesn't stop here. This church will keep going on. You hear me? Amen. So I thank the pastors that are here that have held up the church, the leaders that held up the church, kept things going. So personally, my wife and I want to thank you. Praise God. It's been a long journey. I promise you I won't be here very long. Well, it just, it just depends. (laughs) You guys, it's been seven months since I've been At the altar, preaching the word at this position. But I I do want to let you know, I've been preaching to everybody I could get a chance to preach. I was laying in my bed, just not being able to move sometimes. And the the people would come in and I would just start talking to them and trying to find an avenue to get them in and and sneak some Jesus into them. Praise God. I'll give a a quick testimony is, is there was a lady that was coming into my to my room to clean every day. A little, little short lady, a Latina lady would come in and, you know, for a while I just couldn't speak very well. And then finally I looked at her and I said, buenos dias. And she looked at me and she goes, hi. And she's getting ready to walk out and I go, Dios te bendiga. And she stopped. She looked at me, she says, gracias, igualmente. I said, okay, here we go. Watch this. This is crazy. She comes back and starts talking to me in straight Spanish, which sometimes we do stuff like that, right? You know, you say something in Spanish to somebody and you think that you really speak and they look and think that you speak Spanish and you don't. You just know those four words. So she started speaking, just, just started opening up and talking. This is the crazy part about it. I understood every word that she was saying. I'm trying to tell you, Liz, Liz, you're watching. I remember when it happened. I I was trying to call anybody at the time. I called Liz and Liz. (laughs) This lady just spoke to me and I understood every word. It was a gift of God for that moment. Now, listen, God will do anything he wants to do. But for that moment, I was able to talk to that lady. We befriended and we were able to talk together. She told me about her life. She told me about her children, her grandchildren. She told me everything. And at the end of everything else, we became friends. We prayed together. And she just cried when we ended up leaving the hospital. And I told her, I looked at her and I told her, I said, you know what? You're an angel of God. You sent, God sent you to me. Because God will do these kind of things. Praise God. He's faithful. I'm trying to get that to you today. He is faithful. But you guys, I've, we've been on a long journey. And you don't know the half. 
You don't know the half. I haven't even told you the half. And you probably won't know the whole half or a quarter of it. But my wife, praise God. First of all, I do want to thank my wife. I don't even know what to say. All I know is that my wife was taking care of me and I couldn't take care of myself. Laying in the bed, not, not being able to move, not being able to walk. And I looked at her and I said, honey, why are you doing all this? Why are you doing this? You don't have to be here. And she looked at me and she said, in sickness, and in health. Some of you married people need to sit down and think about that. I made an oath to God. And I'm going to stand by it. You don't know the humiliation I was faced, but my wife didn't care. She, she you know, having to... Oh, Having to use a bathroom in a bed because you can't walk anymore. And, 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 and my wife just sat there and she did everything. The nurses could have done it, but no, she was there to serve me. She was my helpmate. She was there to pray for me. She was there during the whole time. Yes, I, I, if you don't have, you don't have to pray, but I want to give you honor today, honey. I thank God for you. You are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. You came from out of the side of me, but yet you stand beside me. You guard my heart. And I honor you. If I could sing, I'd be singing for to you right now. But we won't do that. I just want to thank one more time. I thank you guys for the prayers. I, um... I'm just going to try to go with what God's given me today. Praise God. Um, you guys know this is the time where we're fasting and praying. I just want to encourage you guys, continue to pray. Continue to pray. Amen? Amen. So here we go. Fasten your seatbelts. Now, you guys know for years I had a heart condition. I don't now. But... For years, I knew that I had a heart condition. I remember the day, it was 2004, I don't remember exactly, but it was 2004 when I sat down at my job at the VA and I got, because I, I wanted to go early, because I like to see the sunrise. And I went and I would face the east. And I mean, yeah, the east as it was, the sun was rising. And I was looking and I would start praying. And, and something moved me to come and come out of my car and get on my knees and begin to pray as the sun was rising. And I remember sitting there and the Lord was speaking to me. And I was just praying. And the Lord told me to go to John chapter 4, I believe it was, if I can remember. And it basically said this. This sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God. And I started praying in tongues, y'all. I was praying because I was like, who in my family is sick? So I started praying, praying, praying. And soon, as soon as I was done praying, it was time for me to go in to, to work. I had an appointment at where I worked, and it was my appointment for my VA appointment. And they came in. This is the day that I found out that I had a heart condition. I was like, look at God. That was the day that the journey started. Since then, you guys know, you hear that I've had problems with congestive heart failure. Um, man, two strokes. Almost died twice. Well, literally died twice. But here we are. But when I ended up at the hospital, to make a long story short, or a short story long, we get to the hospital, and after about a couple weeks, I got my new heart. And it was great. It was a blessing. And when I received my new heart, there's some things that I had to do. 
I had to learn how to walk again. I had to learn how to talk again. I had to learn how to strengthen myself to, to wash myself and shave and, and do all these other things. I had to learn how to do that. Now, one thing I noticed, noticed was I'm not the man I used to be. I couldn't walk like I used to. I definitely couldn't run like I used to, because if you guys remember, I used to be fast. <laughs> and because I'm not the same, I have some insecurities about myself. Can I be honest? Just for a moment, I just want to be honest. You're probably going to hear this all day. Um, it's hard to look at myself in the mirror. I don't recognize the person that's in the mirror. I look at my body because I've lost so much weight. And I don't even want to look at myself. Scars on my chest, in my stomach, in my neck. In my legs, I have scars everywhere. I'm just not the same. It's not the same. I used to love being around people all the time. You guys, I was a people, John, Pastor John, a people person. Well, be honest again, I love, I want to be around people, but because of the insecurities that I have right now, because of the medication that I take, I shake a lot. And, and I think people are seeing, looking at me like, is he okay? Is he all right? Is everything okay? And so, look, so now I'm worried about that. I have these insecurities. Because when I'm around people, I start talking. And then when I'm talking, people are looking at me like, well, what, is, is, what is he saying? Why is he stuttering? Because sometimes I forget things because of the medication that I'm on. And maybe because from the stroke I had back in 2020. I don't know. I'm insecure. I used to not, well, I used to be able to sit down for 15 minutes. At least 15 minutes. <laughs> but now I can't sit for five minutes. Ask my wife. It's hard for me because I'm moving, I'm shaking, I'm doing all kinds of stuff. And I, when I do that, I know people are looking at me. At least I think they are because that's what insecurity is. So instead, you know what's going to be easy for me? Just to kind of just stay at home around people that I know that, that look at me. But even then, sometimes I don't want to be around them. I'm not the same. In the same way that God gave me a new heart, he turned around and gave the building a new heart. But I want to tell y'all something. Things ain't going to be the same. Church, the way it's been, it's not going to be the same. We all, listen, I'm telling everybody, I got a new heart. Our leaders got a new heart. Now everybody's got a new heart. And things aren't going to be the same. You're not going to walk the way you used to walk. You're not going to talk the way that you, you talk. You guys get what I'm trying to say. And what I want you guys to say, uh, see is when you walk, you got to learn how to walk in righteousness. Before, before this, the baptisms that happened today, you put away the old man. Some of us been saved for years, but still haven't put away the old man. So we got to learn how to walk again. We got to learn how to talk again, to proclaim, to prophesy, and pray. That was three Ps for all of my Baptist friends. You got to learn to <laughs> prophesy, to proclaim, and to pray. Now, let me hold on for a second because I need to just throw this out there. In Mark chapter eleven seventeen, 17, it says this. And he, being Jesus, was teaching them and saying to them, is it not written that my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? Watch this. But you have made it in a, into a den of thieves. Mm. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? 
Why do I say that? Why did I even bring this up? Because listen, if this is supposed to be a house of prayer, yes, we are, are the church. Yes, I am the church by myself. But God is talking about his house should be a house of prayer. It should be known as a house of prayer for all nations, for all denominations to come in, to pray with each other, not pray by yourself. This is, listen, this is, this is a, what do they call it? When announcement, whatever they call it. Service announcement. We have prayer every Tuesday. We need y'all here because you know what? The person next to you may need you. Look around. You can come by yourself, but when corporate prayer happens, God shows up. But if you don't, then guess what happens at the end? He says, look, when you don't come to prayer, when you don't come corporate prayer, you make the, the house, your house being you, a den of thieves. You are robbing somebody else of their blessing. I, I'm, trust me, trust me. It was hard for me to get up and do a bunch of stuff when I first uh, uh, got my heart transplant, but I had to get up and do it. I had to get up and do it. You guys understand what I'm saying? You have to. Sometimes you don't feel like it, but you got to do it. Mm. I'm going to be preaching to myself here in a minute. Just in a minute. So after this new heart, we will never be the same. First John 3 and 2 says this. Beloved. We are children of God. Now, sometimes I have to remind myself of that. I'm talking to all you guys. Listen, some of you guys are fathers. Some of you are husbands. Some of you are mothers. Some of you, whatever, you might be a CEO. You might be a, a business owner. You can have all these titles and all these other titles that you gave yourself, that you earned and everything else. But God gave you a title and he called you a child. So all everything else in your life that you try to convince yourself to be, you should just look at and say, look, I'm the only thing I'm worried about being is being a child of God. Me, I'm not just a pastor. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not all that. But what I need everybody to look at is this. That I am a child of God. First. And it was not yet been revealed what. We shall be, but when we are, but, but when, thank you, but we know that when he is revealed, he shall be like him for he shall see him as he is. Saints of God, even though Christ is being revealed in me, sometimes I can't see it. Sometimes I can't see the Christ in me. Can I get a hand? Is anybody... You know that time you cussed somebody out just this morning on your way to church? Huh? You don't see the Christ in you during that time. I know that's God that works in me both to will and to do his good pleasure. But guess what? Can I be honest? I don't feel God sometimes. Hear it from Pastor John. Almost 15 years of ministry. There are times that I don't feel Christ. Sometimes I feel alone. Has anybody ever felt alone? There's times I feel by myself. Sometimes I feel even in a room full of people, I feel by myself. Sometimes I feel like people don't even hear me. Sometimes I would just, I'll talk even with my wife, I'll say stuff, and she'll look at me, and I'm like, she don't understand. Sometimes I feel alone. You guys know in church, you know, sometimes people say stuff like, ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody in here got to be from a Pentecostal church here. Oh, hey, hey! Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> well, I need you to know something. The Holy Ghost isn't a conscience, conscious reasoning. He's not an intuition. He's not a feeling. He's not a gut feeling. He's not a hunch. He is God. 
I need you to understand that. Yes, God gave you your feelings and emotions. Yes, they are gifts. Sometimes God has to remove you from your feelings so that you can trust him at his promises. Sometimes that feeling you're looking for, a feeling, God has to remove you from that feeling so that you could trust that he's going to be with you. Eli, Eli, Lama, Shabbatani. Now, I know that there's a place that we all know of in Bible and in Scripture, and it's a place where there is nothing but sorrow and gnashing of teeth. A place where the presence of God isn't or is. He's not there. I was just sitting there and thinking, and the Lord gave me a, 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 a scripture of when David said this in Psalms 139. He said, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. I wasn't dead, but I felt alone. God, where are you? I need you. I need you now because I don't feel you. I'm all alone. Where are you? Are you listening? Saints, I, I don't know how, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sit down and make this up, and, and, and I don't know what your theology or doxology or whatever it is, but there, there was a place that I went. I wasn't dead. I was alive. I was breathing. I was still there, and, and if you can show the picture, I, I was in this, this place when I was in the hospital, and I was at this place at the hospital, but I was in a spiritual place, it seemed, and, and, and I was in a place of hell because I couldn't fear, feel God. I was by myself, but yet there were people walking in and out of the room. Every time I cried out to God, just sitting there, Lord, do you hear me? God, I'm all by myself. Where are you? I'm all alone. Don't you even hear me? And my wife, she would come because there's visiting hours and she would come in and when she'd come in, She'd sit down as usual, and the doctors would come in, and they'd walk in, and, and I'd smile because that's what people do. I'm a man, you know, and that's what men do. They, they hide their feelings most of the time. Fine, yeah. And I always crack jokes, but inside I was hurting because I felt dead. Dead. For the first time in my life, I felt like I was dead. My wife was sitting there, and I'd be looking at her, and, I, and, and, you know, some of you ladies, wives, you know, your husbands always look at you and be like, read my mind. I don't want you to read. I want you to read my mind. I don't want to tell you. Just read my mind. And I'm looking at her like. You guys seen Avatar? But Kai is sitting in the, in, the, um, in the hospital room. Now, mind you, listen, I'm sitting there going through everything I'm going through, but my wife is going through some other things herself. I'm just, right now, the only thing I was concerned with is getting better, but I, I'm going through all this stuff in my head, and I turn around and look at my wife. She, at this time, she's trying to help with the things at church. She has to be a mother, a wife, a daughter. At the same time, Papa's in the hospital getting surgery while I'm sitting there waiting on the, the heart that I have is all messed up. So they gave me a new heart, but they had to fix it. And she's dealing with all that. And I'm looking at her like, help me. And every once in a while, she would come up and she'd look at me like, John, what do you want me to do? 
I'm like, I don't know. She would rub my head. <laughs> Didn't help. My wife would sing to me, anointed singer. But I still felt alone. And I'd look up at the clock, and visiting hours was going to be over at 7. And I would start sitting there going, please don't leave, because if you leave, I'm going to be here by myself. I'm alone. Eli, Eli. Lama Shabbatani. Kaya would leave, and I'd sit there. And I don't know how long, how many days. I laid in that bed, and every prayer that I asked God seemed like it was hitting the ceiling and hitting the floor. I sat down and I wished to die. I didn't tell my wife this. Honestly, I would never kill myself, but I asked God, just let me die. I felt like Elijah. When he went and he was so just distraught, he went and laid down under the, the broom tree. And he said, God, is it enough? Just take my life. I don't know how long I was in that position. I remember my wife even telling me at that time, she looked at me, she says, John, if you can do whatever you could do, fight. If you're going to fight, fight for your kids. And I was trying, but I got to that place where I said, God, just take my life. I'm, I, I can't do this. I can't be alone. As a footnote, I started remembering some scriptures. I need to let you guys know one thing. There's the written word, there's the spoken word, and there's the physical word. And sometimes you have to read the written word to hear the spoken word so you can experience the physical word, Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again because it was good. <laughs> Sometimes you have to read the written word to hear the spoken word so you can experience the physical word, which is Jesus Christ. He's all of them. He's the spoken word. He's the written word. He's the physical word. We got to have all of them. So listen, some, some of you guys, the reason why you have ne never experienced the physical word is because you never experienced the written word. So all of a sudden, just as I'm sitting there and, and you guys, the med medication makes me shake and, and, and I, I grab the cell phone because I can't. That's why I wasn't texting some of you guys. I, I was shaking, but for some reason I was able to go to my phone and Siri helped me out, and I said to my phone, I want Daniel chapter 10. And this is what the word said. 10 and 12. We'll just start 10 and 12. Then he said to me, do not fear, John. I mean, Daniel. From the first day that I that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. Mm -mm. Mm. Don't fear, John, from the first day from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God your words were heard and I have come because of your words I need you guys to understand something 
God immediately hears your prayers and dispatches the answer for your prayer. I need you to hear this. So I'm sitting there looking, go, wow. God, so you did hear my prayers. But the key thing in this, it says, the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself. See, so many people are doing so many prayers, but they ain't humble prayers. You don't have no understanding. You have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss. There comes a time that you got to be like, God, I need some understanding of why I'm in this situation before I can even ask you for anything. Let me get some understanding. So, oh, okay, the understanding. I understand why I'm in this position. Okay, all right. Now, what's the next thing I got to do? Oh, I got to humble myself. Lord, you are mighty. You know the, 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 the beginning from the ending. You are Alpha and Omega. Lord, and I bow down to you. I submit to what is going on in my life, Lord. If there be any other cup, let it pass. But nevertheless, your will be done. Some of you in here, you ain't deserve the stuff that you've done. I, there, there might be some, some, some violations that are too, too terrible to even talk about. And you're sitting there saying, why me, God? Why me? There's some things that people have done to you that it's, it's terrible. I, I, I can't even find words for it right now. You know what I'm talking about. And we sit down, but still, if you humble yourself and say, God, don't say, God, why me? Say, God. How can you use me? How can you use this terrible situation? This, this, this despicable thing that has happened to me. How can we turn it into something that will glorify you? Because if I'm going to suffer, I'm going to suffer for other people to be set free. Oh, I don't know about you, but this sounds something like Jesus. He suffered because people came and did a whole bunch of terrible things to him. Mm. And because he suffered, mm. I love the part when you know when it says, "God heard your words." God will dispatch help. When we were laying there, and I remember my wife was going out and giving all the announcements and telling everybody what was going on. She's like, no, we've been praying wrong. We've been praying. We've been asking God for a heart. No, no, we're not asking for a new heart. We're, we're asking for a heart today. You remember that? Kai got on, on social media, and she's like, listen, I'm giving you some, sp- uh, some prayer points. Called Raquel, said, listen, we're no longer going to, we're, we're, gonna, we're not going to be um, vague. We're going to be specific. We want a strong heart today. And do you know what happened? It happened today. (laughs) 21 days. I don't even know, but it just sounds, if I was to be real religious and spiritual. 21 days. Well, you know, seven times three. And No, I'm not going to go here, but watch this. We were praying for a heart. We were praying for a heart. I'm just, I'm just trying to show you something. We were praying for a heart, and God said, I heard, your heart. I heard it. A heart's on its way. But sometimes, do you know that the prince of the power of the air that now ruleth the children of disobedience, when there's things that are sitting in high places, in heavenly places, in principalities, and all those other things, when that happens, guess what happens? See, there, there's, the enemy will come to try to block your blessings. Sometimes you're like, well, why didn't this happen? You know why? A lot of times, because what happens is we stop praying. 
God heard your prayer because you humbled yourself. You, you went and understood. And guess what? He dispatches the, the, the things. And you know why? I know this because the word says it. I know what you're in need of before you ask it or even think it. And then what does he do? He turns around and he says, here comes your blessing. But the prince of the power of the air, the principalities and the, uh, the, wicked, the wickedness in high places and all these things, they're trying to stop your blessings. Watch this. Daniel 10, 13. But when the prince of the kingdom of Persia, which is a representation of the world today, withstood me he came against me 21 days and behold Michael one of the chief princes came to help me for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia just as a side note do you guys know that Michael means who is like God who is like? it's, it's a question I'm not just but I thought about it. who is like God there is none like God But as you begin to see this, you see that the prince, this is the kingdom, the prince of the power of the air, our person. I'm, I'm, I'm getting you guys so you get this in Ephesians. It says this, for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and against rulers of the darkness of this age and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Your blessings were on its way, but the enemy is trying to stop them. Saints of God, it is possible for us to prevail in prayer if we do not give up. I never prayed. <laughs> I never prayed like I prayed since we were in the hospital. I'm just going to be honest. Is there any honest people in here? There's something that you're asking God for. You, you start praying. Just, just start praying. But guess what? A lot of times we just stop. Hmm. We got to keep praying. Somebody say, keep praying. Pray, pray. You know, okay, I was two people. Say, keep praying. Pray. Yeah, keep praying. Keep praying. You know why? Because in the Bible, it says this. Pray without ceasing. Pray. Pray. That's why God said, I want my house to be known as a house of prayer. To all nations. That's all of us. But we got to pray without, say, uh, without ceasing. Saints of God, Listen. Your delay is not a denial. Do you hear me? Just because you ain't seen it yet doesn't mean it ain't on its way. I didn't know how long I was going to get that heart. But I know people kept praying and kept praying and kept praying. They were praying 24-7. People I don't know what's praying. I was walking, since I've been home, I'm at the store and people are just looking at me like, And I'm looking like, hi. And they would come up and they go, Pastor John? I'm yes. They would hug, come and hug me. I don't even know them. They'd hug me. I've been praying for you. Do you know that there are people praying for you right now? And as we're shaking our heads, we're like, yeah, people are praying for me. Who are you praying for? You may not know this side of heaven, but guess what? It's going to be revealed. When we come together, here goes another, here goes another commercial. Every time we come together, and begin to pray. We begin to pray, not just for ourselves, but for one another and those that we don't even, even the ones that are coming after us. Pray without ceasing. Your delay is not your denial. We've been going on with hope. For the, 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 towards the end of the year, we were talking about hope, hope, hope. But if we have hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently I learned so much patience sitting in the hospital I remember that day when they were Kai talked about it when I laid there and I was trying to stay awake and my mom was there 
and Kai was there, and I looked at him because I was like, this is it. I looked at him, I said, don't let me go to sleep because if I go to sleep, I'm done. And it would shake, wake me up. Mom was like, Mom. And then I remember I remember being somewhere at the time. I didn't know where it was. I just know that when I was in this place, it was beautiful. Light everywhere. And I knew where I was. I was in the throne room of God. I knew it because I began to look and I noticed that there was no shadows anywhere. Everywhere the light touched, it was just light. Like you see shadows in different places. There was no shadows. And the whole time I'm there, I'm looking down because the light that was coming from this direction, I couldn't see it, but I looked down and I seen the elders, which I know as the elders were laying down, face down, and they were praying and worshiping, and I could just hear my spirit. I seen, I seen it, I saw these elders, the elders were sitting there and, and they were praying. And I was like, wow, who's that? And the Lord spoke to me and says, I need you to know that your prayers are worship. Your prayers are worship. He needed me to see this, that your prayers, like sometimes we call it praise and worship. God, God saying, no, this is what worship is and the position that they were on wasn't on their knees they were laying prostrate and I tried to look up but I couldn't as I was trying to look up the light was just too too strong but I could see where the light was coming from and then I looked up and I saw the angels they were just going all around and I'm looking I was like, wow and I looked down at the elders and I noticed that the elders I could tell that they were praying for you guys I don't know why I knew it I just knew it they were there doing it and, and guys I'm telling you I'm not a sensationalist I, honestly I didn't believe in all this stuff I used to watch guys talk about they've been to heaven they've been there yeah yeah whatever okay but this happened to me and I seen it. And I looked up at the angels the next day, and they're going around. And then all of a sudden, I knew God was saying something. I couldn't really hear what he was saying. But everything he said, the angels were echoing. Everything he proclaimed, they proclaimed. And then this is what the Lord said to me. My wife said it. He looked and he said, or the Lord said it, and the angels started singing it. And they said, you can have my heart. And I was like, yes, Lord, I give you my heart. He says, no, you can have my heart. Not the heart that you have. It's just like Ezekiel actually said. He said, then I will give them one heart. He gave them one heart and I will put in them a new spirit and take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh he said you can have my heart and I remember hearing him saying you can have my heart I had never heard that song before I've never heard the song before all of a sudden I woke up because the doctors had, I guess, had already taken off. They were trying to get the stuff to, to revive me and all that. And Kai sitting there, I looked at Kai and I woke up. The first thing I looked at Kai and I said, do you hear the music? Do you hear the music? Do you hear the singing? She's like, John, there's, honey, there's no music. I said, I can hear the music. Can't you hear, can you hear them singing? She said, John, I said, they're saying I can have my heart. I said, okay. Then later on, Kaya calls Raquel 
and uh, tells Raquel what happened. Donald's there. I think this is how it happened. And Donald said, wait a minute. He gets on the phone. He says, what happened? She goes, yeah, this time, this is what happened with John. And then Donald said, that was the exact same time that I was walking around one lake. And the Lord spoke to me and said, tell John that he could have my heart. You got I'm talking about miracles. I'm, I'm talking about God showing himself. This wasn't a coincidence. I didn't hear the song before. And then my wife actually played the song to me. And I just wept. Because now I started hearing that song. And, and when I hear the song naturally, I hear a person going, God, uh, take my heart. I'll be a living sacrifice and all that. And I was like, I don't hear that song like that, the, the same way. I'm not the same. Now when I hear it, I hear God saying, you can have my heart. I will give you my heart. I will place in you a heart of flesh. As I close. I remember laying in my tears, quietly praying, God, where are you? Eli, Eli, Namashabaktani, where are you? But this is when I realized that looking at Jesus nailed on the cross on the ninth hour, shouted out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lama Shabbatani. Do you guys know that Jesus didn't just yell that? God, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you realize that in the Psalms, David wrote this in the Psalms 22nd, his 22nd chapter, and it says this. This is what Jesus said. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you don't answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. You know what this tells me, saints? That Jesus experienced the same loneliness that I did. Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I could look and say, God was up there lonely. Just like I was in the hospital room alone. Jesus was up there on the cross in pain, hurting, and felt alone. John couldn't help him. Mary couldn't help him. His mother couldn't help him. And all the other saints had ran off. Hebrews tells us, chapter 4, 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but he was at all points tempted as we are, but without sin. Jesus fell alone. Just like I felt alone. Jesus went through the crucifixion alone. So you don't have to be crucified alone. I didn't even catch it. Jesus went to the cross alone. So you didn't have to be crucified by yourself. He went to the cross by himself. So when you're in that room, now when I was in the room, God said, listen, I'm going to be with you always to the end. 
There's times you sit down and you think, God, where are you? He's like, I'm right here. You were just looking at your circumstance. You were just looking at what was going on and what was happening to you instead of what's happening through you. Jesus said, I'm right here. You know the whole, the whole uh, picture of the footsteps? Lord, I went through all this and, and, and you, were, you were there, but, this, but during this time, where were you? He said, I was carrying you the whole time when you didn't have strength. He said, I will never leave you. This is what the Lord said to me, saints. He said, be strong and, and courageous. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I'm not alone. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I'm not alone. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You're never alone. He said, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. When I was laying in my tears, he was sitting right there. He said, John, I have been here all along. He said, I heard all your prayers. I know what you needed before you can ask it or think it. He said, help is on the way. Remember, just remember always, look unto the author and finisher of your faith. He said, I will always be here right next to you. I'm not alone. You're not alone. And if my testimony will help you, I just pray that it does. The next time you feel like God doesn't hear you, rely on his promises. When you don't feel him, he's right there. When you can't see him, he's right there. When you try to take your life or try to think about taking your life, he was right there. He's a, 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 a help when you need him. Don't rely on your feelings. Rely on your faith because he is faithful and he will never deny himself. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and 11 says this. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. If you're in here today and you've experienced loneliness, you've experienced abandonment, and you've been asking God for years, maybe years, maybe days, even during this holiday season, you've been saying, God, I'm alone. I want to pray with you. Saying this is something that I kind of feel pressed in my spirit is ever since I got out of the hospital, I felt like, God, if you made me, if I went through all this, I want to make sure that those that are going through it, the same grace that you placed upon my life, I want to transfer that grace into your life through the Holy Spirit. 
If you're here today, don't, don't, don't hesitate. I need you to come to the altar. If you've been experiencing abandonment, loneliness, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're not alone. You're not alone. You know, thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. The most humblest of men are those that know that they need help. When you need help, just ask for God. If you're here, come. I'm going to ask my wife to pray because I'm going to go around and lay hands on you as my wife prays. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's bow our hearts and let's fix our hearts toward the Lord because he's the only one that can save us. He's the only one that can help us. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. God, we acknowledge that you are strong and we are not. We acknowledge that you are in control and we are not. God, we surrender ourselves. We humble ourselves to you, oh God. We say, God, have your way. We ask, Lord, that you create in us a clean heart. Renew in us the right spirit. God, you know those words that you spoke over us, God, before the foundations of the earth. God, we pray right now, God, that our hearts and our minds meets that word. We pray right now, God, that we relinquish control. We relinquish our thoughts. We relinquish our plans. We relinquish our vision, Lord God, so that we can take hold of yours. So right now, God, we ask, Lord, that every area of our hearts that's heavy here today, God, we ask, Lord, that you be the lifter of our heads and the lover of our souls today. God, we ask that you love us in a way that nobody else can. God, we open up every door, every portal, every area. Oh, God, we open it up to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, we're asking you to come in and have your way. Sweep out, evict everything that's not of you, God. Everything, God, that we've touched, that we weren't supposed to touch, God, we pray forth a cancellation right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that's moved into our hearts, into our minds, into our thoughts, into our visions and our plans, God, that you don't have for us, God, we pray of eviction notice right now in the name of Jesus. We declare right now, God, that every unclean spirit every weapon that's been formed against us we pray a cease and desist right now in the name of Jesus we declare right now God every area that the enemy has a hold on in our life we declare every bound thing be broken every chain be broken right now in the name of Jesus by the authority of Jesus Christ we pray right now God that every unclean thing that has tried to move in and take control we declare right now that it shall cease in the name of Jesus move by your spirit right now in the name of Jesus move by your spirit move upon every heart every mind God you know our name you know our plan you know our purpose you are the author and the finisher of our faith as well as our story we say God we want your way and not our way so we surrender control right now in the name of Jesus. We declare depression has got to go in the name of Jesus. We pray that depression will be replaced with encouragement. Not only encouragement for ourselves, but encouragement that we have to be able to give to others. God, fill us up with joy right now in the name of Jesus. Fill us up with peace. Fill us up with um, kindness. God, just fill us with the fruits of your spirit. We pray right now, God, that the Holy Spirit um, moves into every area right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Seal us by your spirit, oh God. Fill us with your precious Holy Spirit, God. We declare right now, God, that we are filled by your spirit, oh God, with the evidence of the fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control. I pray right now, God, that your peace and your, and, and, your, and your spirit, Lord God, is evident in our life. 
God, I pray right now, God, that 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 that, that the um, the fruit of your spirit will also manifest, Lord God. I would pray right now, God, that speaking in tongues, Lord God, that it be released in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Move up by your spirit, oh God. We want to be able to hear your word like never before. God, I pray that you touch our ears in the name of Jesus, that we can be able to hear and discern your word, oh God. Not only do we want to hear your word, God, but we want to prophesy your word. We want to proclaim your word. We want to declare your word. I pray right now, God, that Lord, you said that you will give us the things to pray because we don't know what we should be praying for, but by your spirit, God, as you're filling us with your precious Holy Spirit, that we begin to pray in the spirit and that your perfect will is coming over our lives, come over over our family and filling our homes right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that your spirit is already sweeping through the hallways of our home, oh God. Every dark and cold area is being swept out and cleared out right now in the name of Jesus. I pray every area, Lord God, that the enemy has has claimed control or territory, oh God, that is being snatched away right now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the spirit that you've given us. We thank you for the strength that you've given us. And God, I pray right now, God, for every heart that's in this place that feel like they don't have enough strength to even call on you today. God, we pray right now, God, we send forth your spirit into their hearts and their minds right now in the name of Jesus. That even though they don't know that they should be desperate for you right now, God, we're desperate on their behalf. Touch them in a way that you've never touched them, oh God. Move upon them right now in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that no heart is left unturned today, here today, God. We, God, we just say we thank you, we love you, we believe you for all these things in Jesus' name. Can somebody shout amen? Can my, somebody shout amen? Let your spirit be in agreement with that today. Shout amen. Hallelujah. Have your way, oh God. Have your way. Have your way, Jesus.